For every good, there's not a bad. For every good, there's better. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Sean Bowles. And Sean Bowles is talking to us about disappointment. I don't know about you, but I have been disappointed many, 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 many times in my life. And he's talking to us about how disappointment actually can hinder our walk with God. Obviously, it can hinder our walk with God, but how it can hinder even us fulfilling the call that God has on our lives. Because when we're disappointed, we're not really trusting and believing God fully with our whole heart because we're thinking about what isn't right or the lack or whatever it might be. And we've got to get to a place in life, and this can be challenging at times when we look at the world around us, but where we truly trust God and believe Him and believe that what He has said about our lives is true and believe that His promises are true in our lives. It's a great message. Here's Sean. And I'm saying this tonight because I believe some of you have that place of disappointment built up in your heart. It's really easy to extract. It's not super painful, but it requires a choice. Now, God is so good. I love the old teachers would teach you, you have to die. That's how you get rid of disappointment. You die. How did Jesus deal with rejection? He died. How did Jesus deal with disappointment? He died. You know, that's the old, like, Leonard Ravenhill would come out and say, you know. And there's truth in some of that. But, like, it can be, like, almost a false martyr concept, you know, if you, if you take it the wrong way. But I remember just, you know, in July... I'm walking down the street last July, and I, and I hear God. And we'd already been a year into a, a new phase of ministry. It's, it was going the best. We've, we were thriving in a way we never have. As soon as I gave up senior pastoring, my life springboarded. I was doing stuff like in my consulting area and doing stuff. And you know, we started a little business that's doing really well. And we, and we started doing some stuff in Hollywood. And just stuff was breaking open, a lot of fun. But there's still the greater. So this is leading to some greater stuff. But I was like, okay, this is, like, this is now in the vein I feel called to. This is weird. But I wasn't giving my heart to it or partnering to it because I had disappointment. And, I had, and I'm, again, I've read what this conference is about, and I was like, I need to share the story. So this isn't like anything I've ever shared anywhere else. I don't like to be, I mean, I'm vulnerable. But like, hey, guys, I had massive disappointment in my heart that almost stopped God in my life. Hey, want to celebrate with me? You know, no. So it's like, this is for some of you who need to overcome disappointment and what God hasn't done yet because he's required you go, to go a different journey. And what I love about God is that he requires a process in us that's different than anything we could be led in our human understanding. In other words, if we're asking for God result, our process is going to be different. And we know that, but when you actually walk it and when you even try and articulate your, pro, your pro, process and your promise... Once you're mature at a certain level, it's hard to even articulate to people your promise and your process because the story is so long and you're caught up in the middle of it. So it's hard to you know, articulate that when you have a certain level of maturity to even give your journey away, like to even start new with new friends and be like, they're like, tell me your story. And you're like, I don't know how anymore because I'm so caught up in the middle of my story and I'm not sure what part of the story to even give you to start out with you. Like it has to happen. We're going to have to know each other supernaturally by the spirit. God's going to have to take us on a journey to get to know each other. Because I, I don't even know how to share 
because I'm at a really high place and great place, and I'm at a really hard place at the same time. And I don't believe in yin-yang. That's Chinese mysticism. For every good, there's not a bad. And in Christianity, for every good, there's better. Higher levels don't equal higher devils. Higher levels equal higher God. You know, higher, more God. But there is times that we're walking through things where there's delay. And some, some of it's purposeful from God. And some of it's the enemy seeing what's going to come and trying to resist it both. You know, we have both. So in July, I'm walking down the street. And I, Heidi Baker and I shared an office at the time. And uh, Iris Ministries, one of their bases in Los Angeles. And, and so her team was at the office. And we just had a great time. And I, I wanted to go get lunch. And I, I needed alone time. So I just walked down. It was like a 100-degree day in Glendale, California, walking down to this little mall area. And I walked to a food court, real classy, and ate. And uh, I was walking back. And I was just like, just kind of miserable, like heat and just didn't eat a good thing. I was like, this is... I feel weird. Like, I just feel weird right now. And I start to feel like this weird fear of God. And I'm like, why do I feel like this weird, like I'm in trouble? I feel like I'm in trouble, but I didn't do anything to get in trouble that I know of. And then I hear the most precious voice. I'm telling you, the Father's voice is like the most love you've ever felt. It should have been a disciplining voice, and it wasn't. It was a voice pleading to me saying, Sean, I have your house for you but it's going to go off the market on Monday. This is a Thursday. It's going to go off the market on Monday. If you want it, please partner your faith to me. I'm like, there's still a chance. There's a house that has my name on it. And there's a chance to get this house. Like I have not, my wife knows the whole real estate market of Los Angeles at this point and has watched every episode of HGTV, HGTV of every show. I've done zero. She would show me houses and go, what do you think about this style? And I go, I don't want to look at that right now. Like, I don't want to disappoint you. You have fun doing that, but it's not fun for me right now. And she would go, that's disappointment. I go, yes, it is. Let me deal with that. Let me figure that out. And I remember at one point, you know, there's this, there's this moment as ministers, some of you have been there where you look at, you look at God and you go, God, I just need like a benefactor. <laughs> and what you're really asking for is a sugar daddy. Because usually when you ask for somebody that you think you need, they'll control you if they give you something. Really. It's a, and, and the Jewish people were like, God, we just need someone to rescue us. And he's like, I am your rescuer. And he gives them Deuteronomy 8.18 says, I am the God who gives you the wealth or the ability to produce wealth. And really inside of me, I remember just kind of being kind of disappointed going, God, I just need like a benefactor. And he goes, I have given you the ability and resources inside of you to write books and to do things. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to write a bunch of prophetic books. This is like three years ago. I don't want to write like on the prophetic. Like, and I, don't, I mean, like that's, I want to write on this. And it was like this creative thing. And I felt like a teenager, you know, like I want to do this God when I, you know, and he's like, you're making me do what I don't want to do, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, he's, and he's like, Sean, Bloom where you're planted, and you'll bloom anywhere else. I've given you the ability to produce resources, and you're not paying attention. I write Translating God in response to that. It becomes a bestseller. We were shocked, like a real bestseller. Like a lot of people say, oh, I was an Amazon trending, and I'm a bestseller, and they don't sell any books. We've been a real bestseller. It's been crazy. I'm like going, God, this is crazy because there's a million books on the prophetic, and there's really good ones. Like I even put on my book, if you want to read kind of like a better book to instruct you, read Graham Cook. I put that in Translating God pretty much. Like read Graham Cook's books on the prophetic, and you're going to like it better than this, but this will help you, you know. 
And, and, it's, and it's like a legit bestseller. So I'm like going, God, this is so weird. So I'm, even though I'm not fully like partnering my faith, I'm still partnering some measure of faith. But I'm still looking at God going, God, how? Like, in, you know, translating God's doing well. We're in a different financial position because of it. But still not in a position to buy a multi-million dollar home property in Los Angeles that Cindy Jacobs prophesied and 47 other people prophesied. And we have historic prophecy for us that was being fulfilled for the last 12, 15 months. And, uh, and I remember even Bobby Connor said, he came into our church and said, I see people lined up both ways to come in here and it's going to be a sign that revival is imminent in Los Angeles. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Like one day it will just happen. And it, when he said it, I was like, I, I literally looked at our neighborhood and I was like, that's sweet. I mean, like I wasn't patronizing Bobby, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get there. I'm just being really vulnerable with you guys so that you guys can, if you can identify at all, you go on the journey of health to get out of that part. Even if it's a 1%, it's too much. Because a little bit of disappointment will spoil all the perfume. You know what a little bit of disappointment does? It creates criticism. It creates cynicism. It creates uh, a critical spirit. It creates like where something good is breaking out and you don't fully believe it. Like I know pastors who will say, I have friends who are pastors who say, oh, I don't like that Bethel thing. The Bethel's my home church, like as far as my covering. I don't really like the Bethel. I think it's just a bunch of hype. I'm like, oh, that's disappointment. Because if you have a little bit of disappointment, you can miss all of God somewhere. And I had a little bit of disappointment in me. It was enough I was going to miss God over my promise of a house. It was enough to miss God over Bobby's word. Other words have come. Well, Azusa Now, the very next day after Azusa Now, randomly, we had uh, 4,000 people show up to our 300-member church. So we just kept doing services all day, all day. We just did services and they just kept doing them. And there was a Bethel team there that just did worship for everybody who was standing in line both ways all day to come in. And we were laughing because we knew it was Bobby's promise that he had just given us the, the year before that it was going to be an imminent sign of revival. And since then, we've been preaching the gospel. And every time we preach the gospel, people in our church get saved. It's crazy. We're like, every time we preach the gospel, we get new believers. So then we had to slow down to figure out what to do with them because they're a lot of work. You know, and so we had to like slow down and go, okay, yeah, we got to get back into discipleship and whatever. But it's been so much fun, like just to, ever since then. So like I'm, I'm in some of the historic biblical promises being fulfilled from God. Not biblical, but you know, Sean's Bible, Sean's, Sean's biblified heart. And it's July and God says, you're going to miss it. The listing is going to be off. And I said, I'm so sorry, God. You're such a good father. You have something for me that you chased me down with for so long. And even in the end, when I should have missed it, you still said, it's still my desire for you to have this. Please partner your faith. He's not just the God of second chances and third chances. He's the God of last chances. And he's so interested in you. He's not looking at you going, you know, you're a disappointment to me. And your disappointment has actually offended me. And so I'm going to give this to the, you know, like Catherine Coleman syndrome. Like, I wasn't God's first choice. I was his seventh or whatever, you know. I'm going to give it to somebody else because you're not worthy of it because you didn't treasure it. No, he's not like that. He's the God who says, this is what I have for you. I pre-thought this before time for you to walk with me this way. And I'm, I, I love your heart and I love who you are. And I don't want you to miss it. So I'm going to make an appeal to you again. Will you go on this journey with me? And some of you, that's where you're at with God tonight, is that he's making an appeal again and saying, will you believe over your country or over your city or over your industry that you're involved with, whatever's driving you in the spirit, will you begin to agree with me, my original intention, will you look at it again and tell you're burning with it again? 
because nobody else can fire you up. That's why Paul looked at Timothy and said, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that's within you because you were given this gift. And if I keep fanning into flame, I'll have to maintain it with you the rest of your life. And if I die, it'll be gone. But if you learn how to look at what God's put inside of you and say, you're enough, God, and this is enough, and this is good, and I believe, and not only that you started something, but you'll finish it, and it's only going to get better. That was Sean Bowles, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Sean Bowles, Overcoming Disappointment. You can also find out more information at his website, bowlesministries.com. Hope you have a wonderful day today. I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.